only now. All right. Even Woodford, that's his name. Welcome to the Gooch. <laughs> Happy Friday, people. Happy hello, Friday. Hello. Uh, we are uh, we're having a lot of fun here. Um, we've released a significant amount of content. I'm actually really happy about it. Yeah, we've done a pretty good job. It's and, getting there, yeah. You know, every time we put a video out, uh, we're, we're getting more and more <laughs> listeners to all our videos, except the ones about aliens and MK Ultra, unfortunately. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I know, we are a little. Your two, your two favorite topics. You're like yeah, so excited. Like, I was yeah. all jacked about those. Well, you I know? think it's because neither of those are really political. Like, I mean, True. obviously, they both involve politics and politicians covering things up and yeah. like that interweb there but they're not a left-right issue they're kind of like an in there out there issue very true and i think that's i mean if our if our audience is coming for left right i mean we probably haven't satisfied them that well for being honest <laughs> well there, there are two not worst those viewed uh, videos <laughs> well, yeah. so yeah uh, we lesson learned we're gonna get political as fuck today yeah, so we uh, we tasked ourselves with uh, coming up with some icons on the left and on the right, and we got we basically we just talked about the ones we like, and mm-hmm. um, Evan uh, spaced on the date a little bit, but uh, <laughs> that's all good. But he's uh, he's got he's got plenty to contribute as usual. But uh, but yeah, so we kind of Adam and I were uh, were messaging back and forth for a, while, uh, a bit during the week here, and just talking about just a some little bit, yeah. That, yeah, that, that we uh, that we find uh, like, that we enjoy or that make points that we kind of agree with, and I thought it was kind of interesting. Like the names on both sides, like there's there was some surprising ones. There was less, some less surprising ones. I think probably from my side, the ones I listen to are not going to be the necessarily the the icons of most people on the left, just because I tend to i I tend to kind of look towards authors and people making very specific uh point-based arguments as opposed to person-based arguments yeah and see that's mm-hmm. a better way to take things too because a lot of the people that watch like say steven crowder or that's where they get their news or anything like that yeah it's not a very uh um plain and simple report it's very biased all the time right yeah i saw i saw a report that uh was was done last year that says that over 70 percent of americans get their primary source of news from uh social media now yeah and that's, like that's problematic right that's and, it, and then you gotta problem. imagine that like yeah. a good portion of that is <clears throat> like one the, the shittiest bits on both sides so you're you're gonna have the the uh crowders and the joneses and you're gonna have the cnn uh talking heads right. as well right mm-hmm. and yeah like those you're are- not uh-huh. and and honestly uh there and the dave rubens which is probably the worst the, the one of the most obnoxious people i haven't the- heard that name really no oh okay yeah he uh he runs the Rubin Report. He's interviewed everyone that was on your list. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a yeah. uh, he was formerly part of the Young Turks. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, and I really am not a fan of Chank. He's a very hyper emotional man. I I like Annika Kasparian, the the woman on the panel there. Yeah, she's she's pretty ferocious and a lot of fun to watch. And she's less emotional. She ten- and when she is emotional, it tends to be like more funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I tend to enjoy watching her her go off on yeah. people, even if I know what sometimes what she's doing isn't necessarily the best approach. It's mm. I find the entertainment there, which is probably what you also find with guys yeah. like Crowder, right? Like it's, that was it's, <clears throat> yeah, that was one of the guys on your list, and um, 
Yeah, I mean, so I guess we can kind of unpack it. I'll give you kind of my my sure. opinion of him because I had to go and watch some of his stuff and get into him. So uh, for those who don't know who he is, he uh, he's uh, he hosts Louder with Crowder. Uh, he had kind of his coming to fame because he used to do a segment called uh, Change My Mind where he would set up a table at liberal arts colleges and he would have a binder on a topic and he would basically uh, challenge people uh, from liberal lib- that were just learning on a topic to debate him and he was always significantly better prepared <laughs> than them with the exception of one video which then he had a major meltdown and lost a lot of credibility and kind of disappeared for about a year and a half so he just like he lost yeah. obviously yeah. oh yeah he got absolutely just like, demolished no! <laughs> the table like just pulled an Anakin uh, Skywalker he, like, more or less he was he had a big childish outburst we, we saw the same thing with uh with another guy on your list Ben Shapiro two years yeah, ago when yeah. he got interviewed by BBC and he had a, a freak out after after <laughs> accusing one of the most prominent right-wing journalists in 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 modern oh, western that? news he he accused him of being a leftist because of the the question he was asking and he was like i it, it, i ask questions based off the person in front of me not based off of my political position and then he ben had a meltdown on him not because he hadn't researched who this guy was he was calling him left this is he was the leader of the conservative party <laughs> uh, uh, or of the conservative union of uh, of great britain he was like one of the, the most prominent figures in conservative media in the last 40 years and yeah so oh. he was just he was just woefully unprepared and had That's a meltdown good. and then left the the uh uh interview yeah. in the middle of it with a freak out so i find but these guys are they their goal is to win, right? Like that they're that's very much debate driven, right? Yeah, well not even debate because a debate <clears throat> can still come to a a positive end conclusion if you're debating in good faith winning yeah. is a lot different like that's, that's that true. huge point yeah. that but we were co- coming that is to very true but yeah right? these are the type of guys that call like leftists like oh this piece of shit and like oh this guy like blah blah well, like they'll, that, they'll, they'll get personal like that well, well and also, that was the first thing it's also the creation of fallacies too yeah you know and, and both sides are guilty of it you know it's uh that that's kind of what like drives me up the wall and why i don't really listen to a lot of these uh, you know, crossfire type shows because it, it just really turns into them debating things that never happened. Yeah, you know, like it, it's like oh, like uh, or it gets this, you worked up over nothing. Sandy Hook thing. Yeah, they debated that for months. Like oh, it happened, and there's people yeah. that think that it didn't happen, and it's like well, how the fuck do you think it didn't happen? Oh like, well, you know who thought it didn't happen? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we gotta give a voice yeah. to everyone. So we've got uh, NASA, who's coordinated yeah. with every major uh, space da- space base organization on the planet and then we've got jim bob who thinks the earth is flat because of like the Jews. We, we gotta we, oh my god well yeah, look like, at it it's it's flat <laughs> if i look and i've got a telescope it's flat yeah okay i see what you mean you're right jim bob just i uh i, I, I honestly saw i thought the whole flatter thing was like troll like troll material and yeah. then like you, people started like really believing yeah man like you had like literal like conventions yeah. of these people getting together and just oh the earth's flat and the the frost barrier keeps the water in it's like, <laughs> like oh, oh, <laughs> what? and the best part is is that they don't <laughs> think any other planet is flat they think we're a pizza yeah. just floating around as the only fucking pizza and yeah. everybody else 
is a fucking dome. And you're like, how? They're like, well, the moon is obviously round. And you're like, uh, how did you, where's the word obvious been in your lexicon for the last fucking, like, any kind of concrete thoughts you've ever had? Man. How is it possible that you can't come to a normal conclusion, like, and a logical conclusion? But I think that's that's the biggest issue I have with Crowder and Shapiro. I think that, so you had four people on your list. You had Crowder, Shapiro, Peterson, and uh, Owens. Kansas oh, Owens. yeah, like Kenneth. Well, so, yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of them, but like that whole... Shapiro's a guy that'll give you 25 things to prove wrong. Yeah. And then, like, and then go prove give it. You, do it right now. Yeah, he'll give you like two minutes to do it. Well, he has, and he then he'll get you for all the... He just the, interchanges them. Right? And that's yeah. the thing. Like, it's, it, it's, not, it's not a debate. It's not an actual conversation. It's just him playing chess. Yeah. And I hate people that do that in conversation. And, you know, in sales, you can really start to see people that are that way. Yeah. That are trying to control and manipulate the conversation, which is obviously what you're supposed to be doing if you're trying to sell them something. Yeah. Right? So, in a lot of ways, it's actually beneficial to kind of play into their hand. But you can also do it more subtly than... Exactly. Than, like, when when I'm selling, I can get... I, I let them go longer than they think, but I do little nudges towards things that make sense. So like yeah. when selling a car, it doesn't really matter what they ate at their picnic. But when they're talking about pa- uh, packing up and how much space they need, I can then loop it into cargo space capacity, the ability to refrigerate things in certain units, right? Like you yeah. get information out of them. And then you also understand that they're more outdoorsy. So you can make logical conclusions yeah. from what they're saying. So there's ways of doing it subtly rather than going... Oh well, you know, like the this thing has a vacuum built in, like so. That way, if you spill anything on your neck, like don't have to do it directly. Yeah, right. You can do it indirectly. That's the whole feature advantage benefit, right? Yeah, exactly. Like if you're just telling features, it's like they they got to land. They got to be an advantage to that person, which ties it into a benefit, right? Which is which is something they're gonna remember. Oh god, this gets just driven into our heads. Oh buddy, yeah, it's it's been like. Almost that's, ten years of it for me, but that's why I. But think I, like, I'm downright vicious. Like when, when you someone, are, oh, hundred percent, you but, are. But you do it with a smile. That's yeah. that's all you do. And and and, and I, I see a lot of these talk show guys, uh, and a lot of these um, you know political debate people as well. All they really do is they have a certain word strategy that works yeah. for them, so they can win arguments. Yeah. And it's more like it's more like algebra instead of you know true debate because they're going to throw in a gotcha moment. Yeah, and you know eighty percent of people are going to trip on that. So, you know, it's like you're mm. not you're not really talking to the person and you know trying to have a consensus as to yeah. you know this is what I believe. It's like ah, gotcha, yeah. fuck you, you're wrong. Yeah, here. Well, yeah, within facts. thirty seconds of every single debate that I've watched of Ben Shapiro, he has done his best to make sure that the other person is painted as either their left or right mm-hmm. so that he can then throw up the straw man that he wants to attack of that person and then he goes as ad hominem and straw man so a straw man yeah. attack is when you're when you're attacking something that is a uh stereotype of a position so that's why it's so important that he puts oh, you okay. into that stereotype right yeah so okay. like like just admit that you're left Right. And so you must agree with free college. Right. And then, and then we're just going to, uh, what? Everybody doesn't need a job anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is amazing, isn't right? it? Like, yeah. It has to be the best. It would be 
the most. I don't want to talk to people like that. It would be the most unhelpful, like especially for yourself in these kind of conversations. If I came at it like Ben Shapiro, you would look like an asshole, and I would win. But I would be painting you out to be this guy who believes in religion and bigotry and all of this stuff that you don't believe, just because you associate with the right. Mm -hmm. But you're not the fucking top right. You're the bottom right. Yeah, and there's a difference there, right? And so it's like, but that's. That's the important part about it is when I'm watching them, I'm never like these people are honest. Well, I think that there are two two of the the, the more important like I, like Shapiro and Crowder are two two sides of the same coin. I think yeah. that they got famous for like basically the more extreme versions of them are Milo and Alex, right? Like Milo Yan. Oh yeah, I forgot about that guy. He yeah. was I I liked watching him too because he does gotchas. Right? Yeah, like gotchas are entertaining. That's true. There's no denying the you fact know, that but, it's entertaining yeah. to watch people get. I gotta say, it's like a sport. what happened to the guys like Rex Murphy? You know, know like is. I don't know who that is. The Canadian conservative. He was on CBC for years. You guys don't know who Rex Murphy is? I know. No. Oh my god! I was apolitical through my sporting st- uh, uh, childhood up until uh, I was did, like 23. Uh, I basically thought I was going to be a pro athlete. So. He, he did <laughs> kind of monologues yeah. uh, at the end of the news report that uh, were very right wing generally. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he's he's a lot like how I kind of see things. Like he's hands off government, no religion. Okay. Kind of, which uh, you know, him and I click in a lot of ways like that. But uh, I'm surprised you guys never heard of Rex Murphy. No. We got a whole bunch of American examples here. Figure throw. Canadian one out, you know. Well, hey. Crowder is too uh, born in Michigan, but he was raised in Canada. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And then we've got like that's the funny thing is a lot of the fucking to- toxicity that we see in the U.S. <clears throat> actually originates in Canada. I wouldn't be surprised if he was raised in Calgary, but I didn't yeah. look into it just because. <laughs> um, what the fuck, you got like yeah, you got Jordan Kevin Peterson Johnson there. You've got uh, you got Ted Cruz is from Calgary. Yep. Like, oh man just it, it the it's a it's a horrible horrible like calgary is just the breeding ground of ignorance obviously in canada you know i but, uh you like to think it's not you you think this stuff comes from like rural berta yeah you know like it's really it's not, not. But it it's comes not. from calgary it comes from <laughs> calgary <laughs> and, and, and the mac let's let's be honest yeah yeah fair enough yeah <laughs> lots uh, of outbreaks calgary here by the way up north so, oh yeah 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 tons of them and they're probably all on oil and gas uh, uh, sites. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But yeah, like I think um, the, two, the two more interesting ones on your list because I'm like Shapiro and Crowder. I get the entertainment value of it. What I what I have and you know what it's is, not even just that, but like yeah, I do end up agreeing with a lot of what they say, and then the other half of the time it ends up being like, well, you're fucking retarded but for I thinking think, that. But there I, is a lot that I do. Agree with. Uh, Am I wrong to pre- presume though that you believed that argument before they were talking about it, anyways? Yeah, probably. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't so, think that they're convincing you. No, really what no, no, I, no. Is what I'm kind of getting no, at is that they're not yeah. because you you understand the dog and pony show that they're putting on, right? So you you enjoy the content because you agree with the outcome, which is I think sure, like, yeah. similar to what you get with a lot of left programs where they're like. You enjoy the content because of who they're shitting on or what should. But you know the, the on, whole not. problem with these kind of shows sure. to me is like I I don't know like I, uh, I it might be my ADHD brain but the, the the way I look at these shows it's a lot like the old school Scooby Doo you know <laughs> yeah. like the, it's, okay. uh, it starts out uh, you know I'll just do the Scooby Doo for example but they all run the same pattern starts out something mysterious happens they split up somehow scooby gets some scooby snacks <laughs> solves the mystery and then damn you rotten kids and that damn dirty dog yeah it's it's that same pattern every time yeah. right and a lot of these like people that bring you know 
a lot of times higher educated people than themselves even to their show to to, to, to literally shit on them yeah you know yeah. it's it's following that same pattern you know it's like you know the whole straw man thing you were saying it's not always that no but like i find when you get to actually watch these people over and over again they have a very similar pattern on how they treat guests. Yeah. And it's always, especially in U.S. media, trying to paint them into a corner and make an enemy out of them for more, you know, entertainment value, which I don't care for. I wish they'd get into more of, like, with specific, like Bernie Sanders, every time he's in a... He's in a right wing kind of chat. It's yeah. always like they, they throw him in that corner. It's yeah. oh, it's communism. Oh, you know, we're all going to have free housing. What bullshit is this? It's like, yeah. no, ask him some actually articulate questions on how he's going to do this fiscally. Well, exactly. You know, I, like <laughs> I feel like that's that's the more we talk about like when we get into the actual political side, the more the more I recognize that the one thing that we're really missing, it's not necessarily honest politicians i don't know that the people are necessarily dishonest people they're definitely acting dishonestly a lot Mm -hmm. but i don't know that they're dishonest people i think they're just allowed to do it and kind of like we were talking off air a little bit like you know with car lots and some older approaches to to (laughs) doing things if you're allowed to get away with it for long enough yeah it no longer seems bad right and so i think that what's really missing in the political discourse is actually the people who ask hard-hitting questions like nothing's been more obvious to me like this year in in the nhl and Mm -hmm. i know this is a weird aside but the nhl has been in a sort of a bubble right and so the media are only let in through zoom and whatnot and so they're much more formulaic in terms of how they allow them in the amount of time they can ask and the questions they ask but that means hard-hitting questions aren't asked yeah right and that means uh, basically they get to choose their media approach. It was kind of like how Trump used to do. He would throw yep. out uh, opposition media outlets so that he would only get favorable questions, right? Yeah. I really think that that's what we're missing is direct feet to your fire questions. Because I know I'm on the left, but I've never been a fan of Trudeau. And I think that my following statement will, will prove as such. Because I would love to get into a room with him and ask him... Uh, his his thoughts on supplying uh, armored vehicles to the Saudis who just com- uh, yeah. committed a genocide in Yemen That'd be a without great support. Question. Yeah, I would love to know how he feels about it. Everybody want to ask him about Wee Charity. Itself. I don't give a fuck about the Wee Charity. I mean, I do to a degree, yeah. but but you you were complicit in a genocide. It just looks to me like Canada Canadian taxpayers complicit in a genocide and then you allowed a major corporate entity like Facebook and Twitter to feed us advertisements to tell us to support Yemeni refugees you caused this you don't regulate the other side of it now they're allowed to create media content on it and they're obfuscating from the fucking point that we were supplying this shit it's a joke yeah open the borders so this is i'd be more inclined to open the borders if we could trust our goddamn government the problem is is we can't because they they choose who who asks them the questions and it's a huge problem i I, that is really what I think is missing is people who ask these guys hard hitting questions. That's, because that's the problem I have with Crowder and Shapiro. They wouldn't ask those questions. They only ask the sure. factor yeah. questions. They're only going to sure. ask the hard the ones that want to hurt them. And yeah. so that's why two other people on your list were interesting. And to get to Jordan Peterson last because he's actually the complete and utter opposite of what we just described. As much as I don't always agree with the point he's making, he does sure. mirroring tactics in debate, which is where you basically re 
reposition your opponent's argument to, or restate your opponent's argument to make sure that your opponent understands it and can agree with the way that you're restating it. So to make sure that you guys are both on the same page. So he makes sure to reframe on a regular basis. He oftentimes will will seek out a common definition uh, in order to have that conversation. I've mentioned before that he didn't do that with what he considers to be a fact. Uh, and he has some issues surrounding his arguments with religion, but he's a much more honest character. Mm-hmm. But Candace Owens, Candace Owens <laughs> is one that I didn't know a whole lot about, but wow. So... <laughs> If you're a conservative that likes Candace Owens, <laughs> I want you to look up Degree180.com. Degree180.com okay. is an insanely left-leaning website that existed and was owned by Candace Owens up until 2015 because she was con- uh, repeatedly lambasted for it. And in 2016, she came out as conservative. So she got propped up by uh, uh, multiple think tanks, two of which have been have since been banned as hate groups on Facebook and Google. And, uh, and she is a funded largely now by the NRA. Uh, and then a year and a half ago, I think it was, or a year ago, she got fired for being uh, for acknowledging her uh, support for pro-choice, and uh, or sorry, she was asked to step down, uh, and then she uh, basically recanted her previous statements, catered to the far right, and jumped back on again. She hates her own race. She hates her own gender. She hates her own political identity. She's the worst person ever <laughs> you, you, I, you, you I firmly I, believe this I, I oh my god anything about this shit <laughs> and i went down a goddamn rabbit hole wow what a con artist this person is just the worst capitulator to power you will ever see she will do any like clout chasers will bow down to this bitch Fuck me, is she awful? So I don't even care about taking her arguments head on because I don't think she would ever do it honestly. She, Dave Chappelle doesn't mention names very often, and he mentioned her in his last stand-up. Oh no, he shit. hates her so much. She's the worst person. So yeah, uh, I knew I had known her name too. Yeah. I was like, oh, I figured I would know that, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. She's uh, she's big on donald trump and shit now she went right down that bandwagon she's getting crazier but yeah um again very i it was a couple years ago i kind of started checking in with her i didn't really look into her past or her personal life at all so i didn't actually know all that shit oh yeah but i I just thought she was like she partnered with the naacp uh to sue two white boys for harassment and then uh 2016 and onward she has rallied against the naacp as part of a communist movement and uh so uh they're they're the reason she had a forty thousand dollar settlement against two harassing little white boys in 2007 so again she is fucking bullshit. Like she is just a bullshit artist, but she's a black woman. So the right needs her and the NRA who uh, I think filed for bankruptcy last week and didn't get, and didn't, and didn't, didn't get approved on bankruptcy protection. Yeah. Oh no, creditors are coming. Uh Oh, we might actually see government I didn't hear that either. in the United States for the first nah, time. They're playing, man. They're playing. They're playing oh, games. They're, they're they're they have need- so much money. 
They oh, have sure. so much money. Yeah, and, just, and not to mention... They don't want to open their books and and, no, and, uh, no. and get audited. They have so much money. Yeah. Uh, well, and they have so much power, too. And they have most yeah, of the Supreme there's Court. No so there's no way anything... Powerful friends. There's no way anything is going to change. I mean, the, the minute Biden starts talking about Second Amendment shit, like, that, that's the end. And it's unfortunate because they could really use some good regulation down there. Yeah. Uh, really you know, good. I got to say, the way we do things here in Canada, amazing. I would say... Yeah. Edu- you know, yeah, I, like... It, Compared to America, like, I would uh, like a database. Sit That's down, my major have, complaint. But uh, other than waste that, of money, no. Uh, sit down. Uh, have, uh, yeah, they could use a database if they don't have a database. Dude, dude, here's the like, only database no, you we need. We don't have a database. Here's yeah, the we only, don't. Here's no, we the, did until here, the Harper there, government you, got rid of there, it. There is a restricted oh. firearms database still. Like if you yeah, handguns, yeah. Uh, but for rifles, there isn't. And no. you know, here's the thing: like, if you have a firearms license, you could assume you own a gun. Why do you need a database on what I own? Like, what other item that you buy do they do that with? Cars. Well, sure, but... Okay. (laughs) Almost anything insured. Let me ask you this. Children. (laughs) Why, why, Why does the government need to know? If they know I have a firearms license, why do they don't know what firearms I own? Uh... I would say that one of the reasons, and just being someone who has thought about ways of getting around laws... More people die of knife violence, so should we start registering those two with the government? No. Uh, but mostly for a different reason. So there's there's no mass casualty, or there's a lower risk of mass casu- mass casualty with knives. Although getting stabs is is more deadly than getting shot. Yeah. Uh, and those but if you're looking at numbers... Yeah, and more people are dying in slashing and but, bludgeoning murders. Yeah, but people are also more hesitant to become more personal. There's an impersonal effect to it. It's the same idea of like the, every degree of uh, outside of personal uh, responsibility you take, like dr- how drones are another degree removed from it. How military captains uh, um, uh, calling for strikes are another degree removed for it, and the, and basically the guilt associated with making those calls decreases every single degree substantially, mm-hmm. right? And so the the likelihood that you're going to make uh, overtly aggressive calls increases with with each degree, right? Which is why I've in the past. Uh, talked really poorly about obama's increase in drone strikes because he got the nobel peace prize while increasing i was just gonna say casualty counts right and that's the problem is anytime you you increase that degree you you're gonna always increase uh the the innocent victims sure right and i think that that's the biggest issue with guns is that it gives people that ability to almost disassociate with the cause um and I think that's also that. So it makes you a murderer, a, a better murderer, if you wanted to be a murderer. It would it would make you more effective, and it would allow you to not feel as emotionally connected to your victims. Yeah, like I, I don't I don't see that at all. I mean, when you kill somebody, you kill somebody. Yeah, but there's I mean, de- there's a difference between stabbing someone and watching the life drain from their body, or doing what to Ted's, to Ted or blowing Kaczynski their guts and, out with a three three fifty seven and watch them. You don't necessarily their stomach watch for fucking five. And sometimes minutes. when you're firing at them, you're not you're just glazed over, especially if you've been you know envisioning it for a while it's a lot different than feeling it and you can you can imagine even just anyone who's finished an animal with a knife versus well, but, fire or shooting one knows the difference to throw but, the law at you a weapon is literally anything used to inflict, inflict harm harm yeah. on somebody right so yeah. 
if the if if the if the law looks at a handgun the same as a rolling pin, but in also a situation. But there's also I mean, utility there's, arguments, right? Because mm-hmm. the knives will have utility outside of that, and the guns simply won't. They're great hole punches. Yeah, they're not. They're super ineffective <laughs> and inefficient, and very expensive. <laughs> Also, it's like the most expensive license to punch holes it's and like, stuff. It's like a big boy toy. Like, we like shooting, shooting Look, targets, it, 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 doing sure, shit. It's, it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it's made to do. But, you know, it, it, it's, it's... The government doesn't, you know, restrict what kind of weapon, what kind of car you can buy. Yeah, they after do. You get well, your, they, they restrict the chi- by uh, the speed that your car can go at by chipping it. Well, yeah, so some cars are governed. All, all of them, with the exception of anything that falls outside of the 15-year rule. Yeah. Right? So some cars are governed. Yeah. Well, all new cars are governed. <laughs> well, some people don't <laughs> want to oh, buy God. new and, cars. And that, that would be, what, anything pre-98 uh, won't have a chip in it, but everything post-98 will unless mm-hmm. you remove it after the fact. And you can easily remove them. I mean, yeah. it's a really yeah. not a hard thing to and, do. And then you get no. a knock on the door but, from... But the then government. your insurance but they don't company, them. but they your don't. insurance company might remove your coverage for tampering with the vehicle, um, and they might have every right to do so because you're now increasing the likelihood that you're going to do something dangerous. Which they well, don't they don't cover. chip the cars at the hundred and fifty. They they usually chip them at. Oh, wow, I had a I had an O nine Jag, but it was an. Well, American maybe that car. was just the piece of shit Honda Odyssey I was driving. <laughs> I, I definitely hit that chip and it went back down again. <laughs> no, I had. I, 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 I don't really believe in governors. I, I don't think every vehicle has them. I really don't. Because I've I've hit over two hundred and. Oh few yeah, there's cars. definitely yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, a lot of sure. imports especially won't. Yeah, um, yeah ma- we maxed out calibers to- all the time at like three something. Pardon me. Those calibers, we could max them out at like three something. How Jeez. fast did you get going in that caliber, man? I never went past like two hundred and some because it's scary, and those things are front wheel drive and they tear your arms off. Oh shit! Uh, but there's videos of these guys like five in the morning on the QE2, and they got the video on the speedo and the digital speedo going, oh, so they know exactly. Man. And it's like three hundred and twelve kms a, a freaking hour. One it's ridiculous. You are you, yeah. you're, you're done. That's I mean, retarded. You do that on the QE2. No, like your axles dust. Yeah, and you just and you just, just don't exist anymore. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. So oh, actually, Jesus. that that's that's a good question because that was in 08. Yeah. And I I don't know if that was governed or not. <laughs> I don't think your car but, was governed, man. But yeah, I I would say that it isn't because it went faster than the speedo actually went. Yeah. But oh, okay. but. Yeah. Yeah, I is mean, it, so admittedly, that, I don't know. I just know that there is definitely cars that have been shipped for right. The first speed, so is so that is that a is. factory policy, it like for manufacturers? We a Honda, we, what do we manufacture? We manufacture like end product of Hondas. I know. Yeah. We do that. I don't uh, know. Some Ford products were made in Windsor, Ontario. Yeah. Um, so it's probably what's made in Canada. Yeah, it could be like a regional thing, or like because yeah, as a company or fully, something fully constructed from yeah. Korea. Yeah. And we just put the heater in it, the block heater. I think. But I'd be right? surprised. I never if, even got that in BC. I well, the know that Stinger, that though. The Stinger. Well, I, yeah, we had to put it I in. I got the Stinger over 200. Yeah, that's not surprising. Yeah. yeah. So The Stinger's a fun one. Not that... Not yeah, nice I mean, we're, we're yeah. going way, not way... Okay, yeah, yeah anyways. Like, we're, we're basically let's, talking about, yeah. like, gun regulation. So, like, I... All, all, it was mostly because Car we were guys. talking about the NRA and how, how there's a potential that that might change. 
But that all so came out of now. Candace Owens, right? Too, like much, Candace too much money. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely have a ton of money. So that, that's I'm never disputing that. But they I'm uh, surprised they tried to file for bankruptcy, but whatever. Yeah. So why don't we touch on that Jordan Peterson for a little bit so yeah, we can so, uh, move so, on to the other guys? Yeah, so Jordan Peterson, I like. I actually like a lot of how he debates. I think, He's, again, he plays high the ball when it comes to religion, which I'm not a big fan of. And I'm, I'm a pretty big philosophy buff myself. And so I've, I've been going through uh, the history of philosophy uh, recently, and I've pinpointed the guys that really underlined a lot of his arguments. And so if you, if you are a Jordan Peterson fan, you might want to um, start reading about Hegel. Uh, Hegelian philosophy is uh, very, very close Never in proximity heard of it. to how uh, uh, Jordan Peterson thinks and believes. Um, a lot of philosophy was about trying to prove the existence of God um, early on. And so there's a lot of that inspiration in there. But there's also just uh, there's l- people who are trying to do philosophy of knowledge and then logicians. So people who are trying to apply logic at its purest form. So like there's theories of knowledge, which is like, how do you know that you know something? Hmm. Is it experience? Is it sensory experience? If you don't have those senses, do you not know something or do you know something less concretely? Like the foundations of knowledge being questioned. So like philosophy goes really deep, but um, Hegel was uh, one of one of the people that I, I, I noticed made arguments that sounded ex- exactly like Jordan. And then um, another guy who is significantly less well-known, uh, Peirce, is another one. But basically, the way that he, he, he debates is uh, he, he, he sees the world through a very interesting lens of utility-based fact. And so that's, that's a, it's once you understand that you can appreciate where, where a lot of his points come from for people on the left. A lot of what he, he says sounds bigoted because of like the conclusion he comes to, but how he comes to it is actually has significantly fewer flaws when you actually try to go at it directly. So, I mean, he came to prominence several years ago with questioning, uh, in 2015 or 16 when something like that yeah yeah, when when uh the trudeau government was implementing um basically like speech uh related legislation in terms of gender identity Mm. and um and the human uh, the ontario human rights board adopted a policy uh equating uh, lack of gender identity to or a lack of acknowledging someone's gender identity to uh, a violation of human rights and then Jordan spoke out about that because he's like I lecture to 150 to 300 different people how the hell am I supposed to remember all of these things am I am I honestly violating someone's human rights if I forget or misname by accident or whatever right like you're exposing me to a massive amount of risk and the human rights council does actually have like because it's a it's it's a quasi-judicial body it's not exactly legal like it's not a directly legal body basically the courts because they're so overrun uh give power to this body to make decisions on a very narrow set of things so you get that with like the the housing boards they can make judicial style uh, decisions on very narrow scope of housing related questions and so you get that with the human rights councils and in human rights councils tend to be extreme um 
and not not in a good way when it comes to freedom of speech. They typically tend to cater to the 1% extreme um, in terms of the loudest voice wins. And I think that a lot of what Jordan was raising was actually merited. So it made I, I understood it. I mm-hmm. think that he was wrong that it wouldn't actually compel him um, because he would have a defense. But again, the, the that would still mean that the presumption would be guilt until the defense is proved because they use like a reverse onus in a lot of this uh in a lot of human rights legislation and so basically what he saw was that um if he did if he misgendered someone regardless of the circumstance there was a presumption that he was uh um transphobic or uh, violating their human rights until he proved otherwise which is a horrible reverse <coughs> onus right like yeah. gu- guilty until proven innocent and that part I understand because that's very much the issue we've brought up multiple times now and talking about our human, our, our charter of rights and how they apply to us is that they're defensive and that sucks when we don't have anybody playing D for our team. Like if the government's not playing D, then we're fucked because yeah, sure, they have the tools to do it, but nobody's <laughs> playing that position. And so we get we just get railroaded by business on a regular basis. And they they largely violate a lot of our human rights, right? So the it, uh, I, I so Jordan Peterson is a lot more honest, and I think that that can bring us also to one of the guys I mentioned, which was Sam Harris, because they've also yep. had a lot of conversation together. I was really fortunate that in 2017, I actually got to go and watch both of them debate live. I think it was 2017 or 2018, but yeah. That was really cool. That would have been a really good conversation, yeah. yeah in Vancouver. So wow. I got to see the first lecture of their Vancouver series live, and that was that was really quite cool. Um, but yeah, for background, Sam Harris is an author. He's a neuroscientist, and he is uh, came to prominence uh, arguing alongside Chris Hitchens, uh, basically against religiosity in the States. So Chris Hitchens is known for penning like a letter to a Christian nation and... Um, he also has some massive takedowns of the Clintons and that horrible family. <laughs> and uh, he's he's basically the greatest journalist, in my opinion, uh, the greatest journalist to have ever lived because he criticized every side as long as they were worth criticizing. And he did it yeah. with impunity. He, he went after them hard until he died of cancer way too fucking young. We wow. lost him and George Carlin, the two of the greatest political commentators uh, who played right down the middle and just called out power and I loved them and yeah. we lost them to both to, to too damn early. Wow. But yeah, uh, but yeah right. Sam, Sam got, became prominent there and he, he, uh, he wrote a book called the moral landscape and a couple other books as well. Um, basically trying to take every last argument religion has and religion, like one of their main ones is still is like, well, you got, science can explain how stuff works, but uh, religion is all exp- ex- explains how ethics works. And well, that's our field. And he, and, and he's, he's on a mission to prove otherwise. I would say that the moral landscape doesn't do a perfect job of it, but it does a pretty decent job of the like, holy wars are so ethical. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, like, uh, yeah, I mean, he, uh, He's the one who has made the strongest argument for the lack of uh, um, free will. So he—that's his. My my rant a few weeks ago on yeah. the lack of free will largely comes from arguments that he's made um, based yeah. off of neuroscientific studies, right? And that's kind of the unique a- angle he has. Yeah. 
And see, just briefly before you continue, now we're kind of like shifting gears because um, when you first said like, uh, okay, well, I want to tackle, tackle like, what did you call it? Fal- false gods or something? Yeah, like false idols. Fal- like these yeah. people that are propped up by the left and the right. Yeah, and, and you, like, you make, icons. you, you Nate call out like Jordan Peterson by name and like all these guys. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what? What? What do you mean? What? What is this guy? Okay, you know what? I, I got to check everything out. I got it because, and you know what? I, I go into the guys that you sent me, like the Sam Harris and the yeah. Sinek and um, the uh, Cotez. Yeah. Um, and they're they're kind of, they're, they're talking about a completely different thing. Like you can take them seriously. And like, that's actually like, this is, this is healthy, good information. They talk about like, what's good leadership skills and like how to treat people. Like it's really good content actually. And they Mm. seem very genuine. Yeah. So it's completely, I took it like, this is, I was expecting something else. Yeah. Well, and I think that's why I kind of preface that at the beginning. Like I'm, I'm not someone who watches CNN. I don't have like talking heads that i like on the left i'm not a fan of those guys the the last one i really like like i don't like trevor noah that much john oliver's okay but he does a lot of fucking baiting um i i really liked the uh the what was it called with hassan hassan minaj or the patriot act yeah the patriot act and so i uh i really like the patriot act and i really like john stewart way back when i thought I john too, stewart yeah. talked truth to power and yeah. the political divide was less obvious back then so like like people were more nuanced in their arguments and they were less open with like their bill maher did a good job of it too i think i like bill maher Early yeah. bill maher yeah i mean yeah. the guy he is so approaching senility now oh, that yes. like you can't like he's just so arrogant you, he's in yeah he no longer uh, he, he's reached that point where he's inflexible so he like the what i give what i give rogan a hard time about of being like catering too far to either side of uh, extremes is the opposite of what bill maher does bill maher is fucking rigid he won't move <laughs> even slightly in either direction and that's that's where i'm like I would like a middle between Mar and Rogan. Something that like, and that's what I thought Minaj did really well. Like Hassan yeah. Minaj did really well in the Patriot Act where he would talk about points, not people. And then when he would talk about people, it was because of the points that they were reinforcing, like Benjamin Netanyahu and things like that. Right? Yeah. Like they're talking about the administration, not necessarily the person. I think it was really funny that they, uh, they did the Indian um, elections. Yeah. And uh, he was like, yeah, you think your politicians are corrupt? Oh, yeah. Like, half of these guys are charged with murder or, like, assault. What? Or, yeah. Oh, like, oh, it's, it's fucked, It's fucked man. over there. Oh, man. my God. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, so. yeah, like, I, I can't... I, the funny thing is, is, at least in India, those politicians were charged, that, and it's publicly known. <laughs> Ours would just be never I mean, charged, and all of the evidence would be destroyed. Yeah. yeah, what do you call that? NDA or something like that? Oh, the non. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, corruption is what we'll call it. Yeah, but yeah, just Americanized corruption is a lot more secretive. But yeah, like my, I think that was that was one of the things that yeah we definitely could have gone off on the wrong foot if all I was doing was ripping other people. I, I didn't I didn't want to argue against people. And that's why I was like, hey, what videos specifically did you like? And then when I'm seeing those points, that's why I had to ask. was like, did you already believe those things before you watched them? Because I watched them and I'm like, they're not convincing. Like, it's the, just the argument style yeah. is not convincing. It's just entertainment if you already believe that. And so, like, if that's the case, then I totally understand why you like them. Mm. And and I'm and I'm not here to shit in your in your in your cereal. So it's like it doesn't <laughs> matter to me, right? Like, yeah. But 
I definitely, the people that I put up, like, I think Stephen Woodford is the least known, but one of the most impressive. And he's this self-made, uh, I think he's an Aussie, but if he's from New Zealand, he'll kill me. He would hate me. Yeah, I didn't think I I checked him out. That doesn't uh, sound like... He's the rationality rules. Oh, okay. okay, His his name is Stephen Woodford, but he, he runs a YouTube channel called Rationality Rules. And he never argues against people, which is what I love. He uses, he basically memorizes uh, the application of logical fallacies and tears down arguments uh, at to their core. And yeah. he does a very good does. job of it. He's self-made, self-taught, and he's a very impressive young man. He pivots, he changes, he comes out and puts out videos like, this is how my views have changed in the last year. See, that's like, beautiful. Yeah, and, and I think that 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 he's a a very underappreciated icon. He actually mm. uh invented a card game uh Whoa. to prove logical fallacies. My I I donated towards the crowdfunding and my parents bought it for me last Christmas. So I actually have it. I haven't played <laughs> it yet. But yeah, we oh, should play that, it at some point. That might be something to do on the We could even do a video of that because yeah. we could show us playing it and yeah, it would be I think it would be kind of interesting. That would be but, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. yeah so it's like all about a plot. Like it basically refines your ability to debate honestly because you call out logical fallacies in real time. It's really cool. I'm in. Yeah. So he he's one of the more impressive ones. I put Tanahasi Coates there mostly because I'm on the left. I don't know enough about him, and that's my whiteness showing. And I just I genuinely haven't read into him. I do know that he's recently strawmanned Peterson hard because he was commissioned by Marvel to start writing uh, or contributing, yeah. and they made him into Red Skull which is really not what Jordan Peterson is. Jordan Peterson is more like the person running the the marketing side for um what's her name? More in like the, the boys. Riddler. In the what? In the boys. In the, the Oh, 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 right? oh, oh, oh. He's he's the 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 media icon there. Yeah. He's not okay. he's not the evil talking head. He's just one of the one he's just being weaponized as an evil talking head. And I think that's the difference. Red Skull was genuinely evil. So yeah. I think he was a straight up fascist Nazi. He, 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 yeah, he was Jordan a Nazi. <laughs> is not a fucking fascist Nazi. So no. I think that that's, that's a hardcore bullshit argument. But apart from that, I know that he's well respected in a lot of circles. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. So I didn't read him. But I put him up there as like, this is probably someone that would be worthwhile discussing. I should yeah. have done better research, admittedly. But I didn't. Yeah, and you know what? There was a lot to kind of go through too, and I wanted to get into. I totally forgot till like right now, but like uh, I wanted to look into what the hell was going on where he was like eating like just meat, and oh, then Peterson. like yeah, and then he was like in the hospital forever. And well, yeah, so he's had like uh, and I know you were talking about it before. for a long time, and his he's very largely influenced by his daughter, who uh, is like a social media darling. She has like. Um, weird following related to like pseudo health uh, see you know more about this guy than i do i so he came to prominence in law school (laughs) i couldn't even point him out in a crowd (laughs) oh fair enough yeah like he uh he came to prominence while i was in law school and the the fun part about law school is everybody there is very quick to want to debate and so as a as somebody who takes pride in typically being a fence sitter until i until i think it best to sit in like jump in I basically just see where the largest crowd is formatting and I jump on the other side to have some fun with it. And yeah. so the largest crowd was forming on the other side of Jordan Peterson. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to look into this guy's arguments. I'll, I'll read up on, on his actual beliefs, his approach to things. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's not a bad person. I think he, 
he corrects himself after when he's made mistakes most of the time. And but he is I don't want to say gullible because it's not gullibility, but he he wants he wants he was to on believe an all meat things. diet for yeah i know and that's the that's thing is like, i know sorry. i know so like <laughs> he wants to believe christianity and therefore because he's smart enough to make a logical argument for it he he substitutes his ability to make that logical argument for his belief so he'll if you ask him if he believes something he'll explain why it's logical not not answered yes i believe it and that's that to me is insincere and mm. I have a problem with that. And I think that that's, that's how you get that gullibility factor. Because it's like, uh, that's, he's like a human Spock. Well, that's but what that Spock, kind of reminds Spock me of. didn't come to conclusions and then, uh, like basically it's, it's, uh, post hoc reasoning, right? Like that, that's how Jordan Peterson does. He forms a conclusion and then he reasons backwards from it. Spock reasons towards a conclusion. Because he's pure reason. So, so he, he only ate meat? Yeah, for a while he only ate meat seasoned with uh, pepper. I, I don't even think there was I, salt on yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. He, yeah, yeah it's like, weird, right? Yeah, and, and it was some sort of like dietary issue. So he this was like during a time where Joe Rogan was talking strong, like a lot about intermittent fasting. And yeah. uh, Jordan yeah. was uh, becoming tight-knit with Joe. And then Sam Harris was in there. And then for a little bit, uh, Shapiro and Dave Rubin joined that little circle. And they were all like interchangeable for a little bit yeah. there. And kind of... Yeah bolstering each other on their own platforms <laughs> there was this like inter- intellectual dark web before it was completely right wing it was actually supposed to come up more of a middle yeah. and then the Koch brothers funded Rubin and basically he pulled off and then you started to see major conservative think tanks propping up yeah. the, the right wing guys and yeah. then the left wing guys were like funded by like publishers and <laughs> because they they actually had degrees behind it so they're yeah. like you guys are going to be talking heads and you guys are going to be talking authors and we're just going to go that way and there you go and that was the divide right mm. and it is kind of funny like the basically the people you put up were are are like political show pundits without the background and mine were a lot more of authors that don't have that political show pundit yeah it wasn't approach. very so political was, that was yeah. the thing i was like oh weird but but their arguments the way that it's they argue very... if if you apply them to politics they're incredibly rational and yeah. they map and, on really well. And even right? just like just healthy things to listen to, really. Yeah, like that's that was the two the two that like Simon Sinek and um Adam Oh shit. Uh, Adam I was just watching oh, one of Adam his Grant. Videos. Yes. And yeah. uh, there was another one too, uh Daniel Oh, Daniel Dennett. Yeah. Daniel Dennett was one of the four horsemen of the of the atheist apocalypse movement in the early 2000s. So he he's a big intellectual thinker. Mm. But he's done a lot to talk against like the major religiosity in the U.S. as well. Yeah. So I enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. Simon Sinek is like a business guy, right? But he's mm. he basically has been the one talking about how how uh, boomers are fucking the world because they don't understand how people work and. He talks about how millennials process information and why they're misunderstood as a generation. Yeah. All of those things, right? So yeah. uh, Adam Grant does more or less the same thing as Simon, but in a very different way. And I really appreciate both of them. And both of them have actually admitted that they were intimidated by each other because they saw each other as rivals until they met each other. And then now they consider each other friends. So that's I think cool. That, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Like you're talking about similar topics. I find that pretty interesting so yeah they uh 
they're like yeah again but the the topics that they're talking about are political right like they're talking about how businesses should be run which is a political yeah. argument yep. if you apply it to politics right because basically the laissez-faire approach that the right normally wants for business does not achieve what those guys are talking about right because if you let business do business they're always going to seek profits over everything else and they want to do that directly even if you can concretely show that if you invest in mental health that profits actually tend to increase significantly faster and uh and then your turnover decreases significantly as well that's normally so, not yeah. enough to influence the short-term nature of most business and so that's why that it is it is a political argument even when it's not right like those people are all making left-wing arguments yeah yeah and right. and it's so true you can just literally take that and apply it to leadership of a country or yeah. or how back yeah that's so i think that yeah i mean I, it's i like listening so i'm i'm listening to uh I, I do <coughs> audiobooks all the time and i'm listening to an adam grant audiobook right now called originals and it's fantastic if you ever want to know who who changes things and how they change like uh there was a, there was a famous michael jordan commercial uh uh way back when and he was it was like i've missed more shots than anyone on the planet i've uh i've mishandled the ball more than anyone on the planet i've missed more this that and the other yeah. uh but that's only because i've taken more shots than anyone on the planet and i've done and and that's basically the argument from adam grant and all of the research that he's showing and he connects it to people within the cia and and major change agents all over the world is that these people tried way more so like the average of their work is the same but they're the the basically they just produce significantly more so like one example he uses is like thomas edison is directly credited for like uh like or well known rather for like 12 to 16 inventions and most people can name like four or five and he, he didn't has, really even invent those well he, yeah but he holds over a hundred patents and that's really like so we had a few so whatever right? yeah and then like albert einstein is connected to the theory of relativity but he also wrote over 30 papers and that's really only that's one of them right yeah. like so uh and then shakespeare is known for about two dozen plays he wrote 600 so like the the reality is is they just produced so much shit that eventually some of it was going to be good, right? That's the point of this podcast, right? <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> but, oh, uh, good way to bring it around there. But that yeah. but it's funny too because it also ties into business and all of that as well, yeah. right? Because yeah. I I don't remember. I think it was Salvador Dali one time. I, I can't remember the anecdote and who, who came up with it, but there was a famous artist and basically there was a, a signing kind of thing and he was going to doodle something on a page for someone and sign it. And that was kind of like just a lineup and people were paying like $200 a pop for this. Mm -hmm. And this woman gets to the front of the line and this is where the famous anecdote comes from. And, uh, and he's in his like sixties at this point. And, and he, uh, she pays her $200. He does this little jot, signs it in like less than 15 seconds. Here you go. And she goes, $200 for, uh, for 20 seconds. And he goes, you're not paying me for 20 seconds. I can't do this in 20 seconds. You're paying me for 35 years. And I was like, okay, that, yep. but that's exactly it, right? Like it's basically once you hit that level, you're paying for the experience at that point. 
right? Absolutely. And your ability to call your own shots because yeah, you've re- you've now earned that right there because you've practiced, you've put in your 10,000 hours, right? Yeah. And I think that's the the cool kind of approach that Adam is talking about and that like I find that that's a lot of what Simon's talking about too. Like a lot of millennials are right when they're talking, but like when they talk about them getting fucked, right? Like if you look in North America, we make up 35, like we're all millennials. We make up 35% of the workforce. You know how much of the, the, the overall wealth we have? Probably like not 34%. No, not even close. Take a guess. Take a wild swing. Uh, 5%. I was, that's what I was going to say. Fucking yeah, man. Wow. Just, Just under 5%. No. Take now, you want to know the most depressing stat that I've ever seen? No. Half of that 5%. Half is Mark Zuckerberg. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck him for being a millennial. <laughs> he skews the stats. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. How fucked is that, right? Like, <laughs> we have no... like. To, to ever say, like, our, our labor <laughs> is so undervalued, it's insane. Yep. That's 17 times. We're, the businesses are profiting 17 times what we're, uh, what our output is. It's crazy, man. I got buddies that are engineers, and, uh, you know, they, they went through all four or five years if they did a co-op, and I've got buddies that are, like, still junior engineers on projects. Yeah. And they've been graduated for, like, I don't know, six. Yeah. Uh, how many years now? Like 2012. Yeah. Like almost. We should do mandatory years. retirement at yeah. 50. Um, buddy, <laughs> the problem is that's exactly yeah. what the issue is. It's all these Gen Xers and boomers. Well, it's also people working 40 hour weeks because they've never had side projects. Like, that's that's the other thing is like 40 hour weeks we talked about this before like the the people who are designing the original economic system and how government should interact with it and invest and all that mm. predicted that by now we would be at 15 hour work weeks because of efficiency as long as you continue to work 40 hour work weeks you're a selfish fuck huh. you're the reason that we're fucked yeah right like it's it's your fault especially if you're making money it doesn't mm. matter if you think you're that important. Oh my God, my, what are my clients going to do? Hire someone to do it. Give them an extra 15 hours. You got 24 hour, or 25 hours that you can shave off of your schedule at least. Yeah. Put it to good use. doesn't mean that no one's going to be there. It means someone else is going to be there. But you can, you can do that, right? But the, the problem is, is that we've set it up in this massive inflation scale, right? Like we're constantly chasing our own tails here because we need inflation to to basically keep up with the shitty game that we've we've created. I don't think we need inflation. Back in time, a day rate for, you know, an average laborer was 5 silver dollars. Yep. You know, that's worth $250 now. So that 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 tells me that inflation's bullshit. Oh because yeah. Because if if we just kept paying people backed by uh, uh you know, an element or, you know, uh, if things were backed by gold still, we wouldn't have oh, all no, this no, no. fucking I'm inflation. Not, I'm not saying that it's a good thing. I'm saying that we need it for the... Basically, the reason that it exists is because it benefits the, shitty, the shittiness of the system. Oh, uh, yeah. And basically, it allows businesses to grow yeah. 10% a year indefinitely because, because we're, it, cre- we're creating that much more wealth just to pay off But we're also debt. producing things that don't need to be produced for no reason, right? Like, at such an excess and mm-hmm. at such a massive cost just to... like it, 
it's why we're seeing all these nobody wants to work anymore and it's so funny because you know what like they're like oh nobody wants to come off of uh off of benefits or off of welfare well to qualify for benefits or welfare you had to be fired so wait businesses that aren't hiring people did you fire people during a global pandemic Mm. oh and then you wonder why they don't want to work for you Huh. Oh. Hmm. Oh, I wonder. We need people. You know, I think a lot of this too is people had the ability to actually sit back and you know, I think a lot of entrepreneurial businesses were created during this pandemic. Yeah. Like uh the amount of et etsy shops etsy, that yeah. were fucking created. Oh yeah. Uh, it went up like e commerce percent or some shit yep. during this pandemic. Like literally people were just like making you know minimum wage working at fucking mcdonald's yeah. went home and they're like i'm gonna start painting shoes yeah. and you know now they're making like six figures because yeah. they have a following it, 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 that that that's the kind of shit that i like yeah. you know the, the people that like took this well you need free time to do it yeah right? that's so the thing, one right? of the cool arguments in this book and i think you guys would both love the book honestly the originals mm -hmm. by adam grant is he's he, gonna make a point against you right away here no not, a, not against, <laughs> actually in support okay so, okay so, but also in support of business so what he found was the he's the not he's not sapiro all right <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no no it's the most successful business entrepreneurs um, if they, so they can, they were basically doing studies on people who like Nobel winning scientists versus regular scientists. And they were trying to figure out like what, what was a distinguishing factor of what made this scientist win a Nobel prize versus this scientist who has almost all of the same credentials, all the same work production, all of the same stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And what they found is if that dude plays an instrument, he's two times more likely if he's into writing, writing poetry, writing compositions, um, or doing filmography. Basically, if you're interested in, or in sculpture or the arts, it was over seven times more likely. Oh, if you shit. are into the arts, that sparks creativity hmm. just naturally. And that creativity gets mapped onto your approach to business because rules are, don't exist in art. And so you start to transfer your artistic approach Damn. into other aspects of yeah. your life. That's 100% true. Box. So there we go. Love basically, it. by giving us more free time, what we're doing is we're actually going to be refining and bettering the businesses that we see. Hmm. The funny thing is, is that this, the old... Well, the people the that old didn't dogs get massive depression and... You know, all the other wonderful things that happened during this yeah. pandemic. Well, well, and yeah. That, and yeah. that's largely a result of the flip side of that is mm. basically the structure of society right now is not set up to handle that. Mm -hmm. It's not ready to handle people exploring their creative capacity all at once while exiting the labor market. Yeah. Right. So the, it wasn't prepped for this and people genuinely like the, the boomers genuinely believed that they still had several more years, probably upwards of two decades of labor exploitation left and COVID accelerated that, right? Like they've been exploiting our labor forever, right? And there's not, there's no generation that's been more exploited for their labor than millennials. And and let's just point out too that boomers are. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I didn't have to crawl across a bloody gulch in World War One or World War Two. Yeah. You know, like for I, a I shilling, say, my, my quality of life, my quality of Neither life. Neither did I think boomers. Is, no, boomers that's true. Are the worst period generation period ever. 
period. These are the people that sent all of their jobs to China because it was too it was easier to buy cheap shit. They're the people who we fled like to the cities. They piled cream. into the cities because, because it was uh, and and left their family-run businesses because it was easier than running a family long generation business. Uh, These are the people that put their parents in homes and paid shitty wages under the guise of freedom because it was easier than taking care of their parents into senility and sickness or changing the rules to improve the uh, the situation of people in senility and sickness sickness this is the generation that has done more disservice to the world and the planet and the people coming after them than anyone they inherited more wealth than any other generation and they have just shit on it across the board we are the ones that are getting fucked and the next generation after us should be looking at at the wealth gap 35% 35% of the labor market and four, what, two, two and a half, three percent of the actual uh, net wealth to a tune of roughly 16 times less than what we're putting in, right? That's, that's absolutely disgusting, yeah. despicable compared to what uh, other generations are getting. And they set up all these safeguards to fuck us. So I'm not surprised at seeing the labor walk out, right? So when we... Well, the thing is, like... One thing that's really interesting to me, especially with a lot of American media lately, is there's a lot of Republicans that are very supportive of union work. Yeah. And, you know, historically not the case. You know, usually it was, you know, the the Democrats. But I think the Republicans are just losing so much, um, you know, just human faith in going to work and doing the capitalist thing because... You know what? What's the fucking point? I mean, well, we're, like, we're talking it, about this in Canada, right? a fifteen dollar minimum wage. Yeah, in the United States, yeah. they get paid seven twenty five in a lot of states. <laughs> Jesus like, Christ! Seven twenty five. Like so. So three here's, jobs, here's, four jobs, here's the fucking away. kicker, right? So if you make seven twenty five an hour, that's roughly fifteen thousand dollars a year, yeah. right? Now, if you're making fifteen thousand dollars a year, you qualify for food stamps. That costs the taxpayer seven thousand dollars a year. Right, and you're also going to get subsidized housing. That's going to be about four thousand to five thousand dollars a year paid it. for. Yeah, if you can find it. But if you qualify for all of these things, at the end of the day, <laughs> you're actually getting roughly thirty thousand dollars a year. It's just being paid by the taxpayers. Yeah. So the middle class is paying for the upper class to shit on the lower class. That's how it's been happening. The problem is, is with the shrinking middle class, as has been happening, they're having a harder and harder time paying for the lower class so what the upper class has done is made us hate them Mm -hmm. so that we don't want to pay for them so basically then we become the lower class and they become dirt that's what's going to happen and it's the it's it's the only it's the end end game of basically the 150 white dudes who run the planet (laughs) Hmm. the the hunger games really i mean yeah that's what we're yeah 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 hunger games (laughs) (laughs) was that like a randy marsh bit doing uh but into Hunger Games because wasn't that what's her name? Lord, uh, I am Lord. I am Lord. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I just love that part where Stan's sitting in the room and he's like, "Yeah, I'm Lord." He's like, "No, no, you're not, Dad." He's like, "No, no." He, when I'm in the bathroom, I record myself. He's like, "Feeling good on a Wednesday." Yeah, yeah feeling good on a Wednesday. That he like fucking like sparkling thoughts. Oh yeah. <laughs> Gives me like, no hope to up. go on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so oh. good. <laughs> They don't realize it's a middle-aged dude with a mustache. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. The reporter deletes all the evidence. Oh, man. But yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Always goes to South Park. Yeah. 
But I think that I think it's it, it was good because I was like, man, after all these conversations, these are the people you're gonna fucking tell me you agree with, and I'm glad yeah. to know. <laughs> I'm glad to know that at the end, it's less it's less about that. Like it's you you like their entertainment. It and, yeah, and it's less about the argument because the argument style. Like I I just wanted to make sure you knew it was a dishonest way of arguing. Like it was not helpful. Well, yeah, it's pegged totally in their favor. Yeah. Okay, like but, that, and, that and it's really nice. It's really nice seeing someone take down these goddamn snowflake-like types that just. Uh, I I, I agree. love that. I find that, but but I think it's interesting too. Like I think that a lot of we talked about this in probably our second or our third episode when we were talking about education and um and we were talking about how, why people in American colleges, especially in like the liberal arts colleges are so fragile and are calling for safe spaces and it's basically because their entire like all the history everything they've ever been taught was whittled down to falsehoods right and it was all given to them by their religious order so they are learning about evolution or or gender theory for the first time and it's hurting them and hurting their soft spirits because a lot of these safe spaces were coming out against hard hard sciences talking about how biology works and talking about how psychology works and they were created out of that kind of zone and i think it's because they were made incapable of handling factual factual information based off of their childhoods so like I I agree that it's fun to watch people explode to degree to a degree. It's like it's like watching a person get tripped and fall down or another guy <laughs> get hit in the nuts. <laughs> I find it entertaining, but also I'm like, if it's I'm that guy, ow. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. Like, it's fucking horrifying though. Like ugh. you're raised to believe a certain set of things. Yeah. And then like one year after you turn eighteen. You know, or you turn 18 and then all of a sudden you're thrown in a completely different city with like very little family support. Well, not just thrown in there. You just leveraged fucking quarter million dollars of your future to go there. Well, right. (laughs) I guess it depends on like if you're Canadian, it's a little less, you know, you can get in with a few um, like five scholarships and shit. Right. Well, we're also like maybe 10% of the average cost of American school. Yeah, Yeah, I guess. But for an American, like. That'd be the other thing, because then you have the financial burden on it, too, right? Yeah, you're like, basically investing in your career future. And it's just like, everything you learned was a lie. Well, that you're would also... would be like, oh... You're also taught, taught <laughs> to how believe is that, that like, the courses in college, like, if you get that degree, you're given a career, right? Because they're like, this is an investment in your future. It's, and it's then you business. get that degree, and because Nothing. that degree didn't apply to fucking anything, yeah. you don't actually have that career, so you were then lied to once again. You can work at the sewage plant. They're yeah. hiring, yeah. But that's my dream. But that's that's like the <laughs> oh like, god, it's it sucks. But it's like it's really the reality is that you're it. A lot of it is designed basically because what have, pisses me off, man, is how businesses are arranged more or less nowadays. Usually, like you have like five or six boomers, yeah, making all the cake, and then you have everyone else in the building, you know, making nothing next to nothing yeah you know like uh the only is that I, discrimination I, well i remember when i was working for uh carproof and 
they hire me on and like the sales department is the wind in the sails behind this entire operation if they're not selling anything yeah they can't afford to have the it department there and all the computer guys making new programs yeah. and they, they, they couldn't have these you know uh teams of people making new product they couldn't have anything yeah right and i remember we went to this town hall meeting and this was right before they started like whacking everybody like the Sopranos. Like it was, that was honestly one of the most fucking terrifying points of my life because every week or every month we go back to London, Ontario uh, for a week. Um, and it was only supposed to be every quarter, you know, yeah. for a quarterly update. Then it was turning into every month. And you could tell it was head office scoping out who they wanted to come and, you know, move to London. Uh, but uh, we had this town hall meeting. And it was the the chief, uh, I don't know, the chief development officer. Uh, he was talking about this new product they're going to make. And if you take a picture of a car, it could tell you the year make model of it, right? And I'm like, okay, first of all, if you're using this, you're not in the, you're not in the car business. I can pick a 2015 Dodge Ram Sport on a line between any other 15 Ram, 18 Ram. I can pick that one out. Yeah. As experience. I don't need a fucking app that's going to take 10 minutes to load. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's a, it's a useless app, really. It was just, it was a cool thing they were developing. It'd be great for were, cops. Well, yeah, but that, that was, that, like, that, that was it. <laughs> if they're scanning right? yeah. radars uh, through helicopters. But, and but here's like, the thing, I mean. That one, that's the 12 charger. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, That'd be useful. Yeah, I mean, but like, if you're dealing with an industry that's really, it's bread and butter is the dealership world. Stick with that. There's a lot of money to be made there, right? Yeah. Like, and I remember he went through this whole like fucking graph. I called him the Wizard of Oz because it was so confusing. Like when <laughs> things were going to get released. Yeah. I was like, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, well, we're going to develop this new CRM thing that would like make all the sales guys' jobs fifty percent easier, and we're going to do that in a quarter four. <laughs> right. So, and I put my hand up right away. I said, hey, you know, you realize. The only reason you could afford to do any of this shit is because we're out here busting our ass making you yeah. guys the money, right? Now, if you could move that to quarter one and move whatever the fuck this plan is to quarter four, yeah, we could make you like probably 50% more income over these you know, two or three quarters, yeah. and then you could take that extra money and fucking put it into this dumb project, yeah. right? <laughs> and that's what I said. I was, I was cold fucking yeah. brutally honest about it. And uh, it just pretty much got shut down right away, yeah. right? Because oh well, uh, this is how we're we have we have money allocated for this quarter for this project, and oh, uh, we can't really uh, uh, go against the budget we've already made for our company. We have investors, you see. It's like well, if you tell any investor you're going to make fifty percent more in your first <laughs> two quarters, or you're going to dump a bunch of money into something you're going to have to sell afterwards. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it, made, it made no sense, right? Okay, anyway, boomer. So, yeah, but the, uh, literally after this meeting, like, the Gen X is, uh, that's my favorite generation. You know, that's like, that's my dad's generation yeah. to, like, you know, maybe older brother's own, you know, a little older than you. Like, you're, you're probably a few years away from being a Gen X yourself. Uh, Seven years. Yeah. yeah. I think it was, like, what, 84? You're a millennial. 81 to 96 is, oh is, gen x is millennial and then it was okay uh 66 to 71 
was was and then uh, 51 to 66. I think it's every 15 years. I'm not uh, sure. I have to look I it up. I could not say. Yeah. I, all I know is I call my dad a, a, a boomer once Let's in a look while. look it up. And yeah. I just <laughs> talk with him because he's, he's, he's adamant he's a Gen X. He does not want to be a boomer. Yeah, fair And uh, I'll be like, oh, okay, whatever, your dad, you're a baby boomer. And he'll be like, I'm not a fucking baby boomer. I'm a Gen X. And I was like, dad, you, your, your dad was literally <laughs> in the Second World War. Like that, 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 that. <laughs> how does that make you? Not a boomer. Anyway. Okay, from sixty-five to nineteen eighty is Gen X. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, a, that sounds. About I was right. close. Yeah. Oh, there's a nice so little graph here. Years. Ooh, so, yeah, lost generation, greatest generation. Lost generation. Yeah. Pre-first world war. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Probably. Greatest generation is oh one to twenty-seven. Yeah, the ones that fought through everything. Silent generation is twenty-eight to forty-eight. That was my yeah. grandpa. And, and then the boomers, aptly named, they got from forty-six to sixty-four. And I'm pretty sure my dad was born in sixty-five. Both my were born in that time frame. Yeah, my it, dad the was boomers? definitely sixty six yeah. something. Yeah, well, see, six, they're right 60, on the co- yeah. Sixty three is my mom. Yeah. Oh, and then yeah, millennials eighty one to ninety six. Yeah. Gen Z's ninety seven to twenty twelve. I uh, think even that ninety six is a little bit. Like, and then I mean, those kids born ooh. like you guys had a different upbringing than me in terms of like our technology exposure, especially in schools. Like, well, yeah, I mean, it was way different. Like, we're on generation seven years. Exploded so yeah. fucking much in that cycle. It like, sure did, man. It was like my, I remember when I was 13. So like 2000, <coughs> 2001, uh, my neighbor's cousin visited and it was like, that uh, how old are you now? I'm 30. I'm going to be 34 soon. 34. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then and then it was like one of like pen pal kind of thing, and I had Yahoo on my computer. Oh yeah, from a CD that AOL was mailed too. to us. Uh, yeah, for free, and uh, you've got mail. And, yeah, and uh, in order to be to properly pen pal, I had to make sure nobody was on the phone, and it was like like the the weirdest. And then also the computer was woefully slow. Oh, yes. and it was sat in the middle of the kitchen. Super, super fucking public for everybody. Like it, it was like just the fu- like the way that computers were set up. Computer rooms were being built into yeah. houses yeah. of nineteen nineties, and like housing in the nineties is different than every other generation forever. Like going you back see until 90s like when built houses, yeah, where it's like you had an office. And that was like two times the size of your master bedroom. Yeah. And you're like, well, why? And they're like, oh, this is the computer room. Yeah. Right? Exactly. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need all this space. Yes. Yes, we do. For the computer- a gigabyte yeah. used to for take my gigabyte up- hard drive. Yeah. Exactly. A gigabyte used to take up about as much as that fucking plant there. <laughs> oh, it was ridiculous. Yeah, my dad got Dude, my dad yeah. worked at HSBC when they got their first gigabyte hard drive, yeah. and he said it was like roughly six feet in diameter. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And, and they had like these huge fans in there to cool it down, and they would it would take roughly two days to send an email to California. Yeah. What what I thought like, was really cool. The, oh the, the my one, god! The one movie that really understood. Send a that, letter. I gotta say, like just yeah. how technology like quickly, uh, how much it changes. Back to the Future, like the yeah. first one where he went back and then he totaled the car, and then uh, the doc had to basically remake the car using like 1950s tech. Yeah, and it took up the whole front dash of the vehicle and like yeah, the yeah. whole half of the car because <laughs> it's like. 
one little thing that broke from like the 1980s. Yeah. yeah. You know, where you had different metallurgy and different technology. It took up like an entire half car oh, yeah. worth of like 1950s like vacuum tubes and shit. Yeah, like yeah. that scene always gets me. Like, I don't know. I just like that movie. It's fucking good, but. Yeah, I like I like a lot of the time travel based ones just because they have yeah. a lot of fun stuff with like especially with like gizmos and gadgets and stuff. Yeah. Just yeah. The one really good time travel movie I saw recently was the X Men one, um, Days of Futures Past. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little older now, but yeah, that was yeah. that was good. They were like, we're gonna send like Wolverine back because he's the only one that can survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right too. Yeah, yeah. And, and go then back got to Peter the 60s Dinklage or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Making the Sentinels. That was a good. That was a good shit. <laughs> That was a good shit. That was a good shit. That was a good shit. That was good shit. Um, yeah, I mean, um, yeah. yeah. We just run out of something to talk about. I think we did. I think what the we hell? actually. Talked <laughs> about, I, I think. I think this to be... topic just makes sense. Like we, I think we agreed. Like that, basically, the people that you were bringing up were more entertainers, and the people I were bringing up were more, I guess, like educators. And they're not yeah. even in the same realm. They talk past each other a lot of the time. Yeah. I think the one point that I want to make is that the reason I have a big issue with some of the people on your side is that they're perceived as educators by a lot of people on the right. Like they're, they're perceived yeah, they're really as not. being in it's... the same realm. But I, and that's why I was, I was genuinely more surprised that you brought it up. Cause I didn't think you saw them that way. And I now know that you don't see them that way, but it's like, that was, that's the biggest issue I have was knowing that like 70% of Americans are getting their, their fucking news from social media to see that wrong place to get yeah you, you can't is. you can't look at opinion like you got to look at the story as you a whole and facts. as soon as you yeah as soon yeah, as you start yeah. seeing some guy spilling his opinion like i love tucker carlson so much me too i, I freaking love that guy anything. but i don't agree with most of the stuff that he says right it's all just entertainment to me well oh. I, I think a lot of this is like <laughs> nowadays so much you know, I think I think a lot of this just kind of turns into that now. Yeah, you know, I Watch think him that squirm when John Stewart pones his ass on cross. That was a good one. Tucker Carlson wore a bow tie on CNN. Yeah, yeah, I remember that bow tie. Yeah, he was a CNN analyst. He was. Yeah, yeah. He he gets owned quite a bit now. Well, yeah, it's not hard. No. Also, he has such a shady past. I mean, that guy. So what happens when that comes up? He literally up? What comes then? from, like, his, his full last name is Swanson Carlson. Like, he comes from a whole bunch of, like, refrigerated 1970s... TV dinners. TV dinner money. <laughs> right? Like, Does he? So, yeah. He's, no his way. His family's loaded, man. And, oh! Uh, it was literally, like... It, that means, like, he's wealthy. So he does, like, this whole, like, cuck discussions and everything yeah, yeah. for the love of the game, man. <laughs> like, that, that to me is just, well, like... Well, that and because when you tear him. down the you left, what? what you're doing is you're, you're tearing down people who want to tax him. True. Ooh. And yeah. he, that's why he constantly uses straw man arguments against the left to try and get away from the fact that he does it. Oh, so you want to learn Chinese? Huh. <laughs> I also don't know that Chinese isn't a language. <laughs> <laughs> fucking mandarin and cantonese my god americans are so st you speak american no in fact american is not a person american is not a country american speaks to people who live in the americas just so you're fucking clear yeah. you guys chose the stupid name you're the united states of america and also switch to the metric system like wait you're the, the only one call the united arab emirates the emirates emirates right yeah talk about them emirates over there right <laughs> no no, we're not going to do that. 
Because that's a stupid thing. They chose the stupid name. They're going to live with it. You guys are the United Stations. All yeah. right? And in fact, you're not even united. You're just a bunch of states. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Bunch you're a bunch of states. With a wall. And D.C. <laughs> with a wall. And D.C. Yeah. And everyone's out of touch in D.C. Yeah. They sure. don't even know. They don't even get a vote. They don't even get a vote in I don't D.C. Know. I don't know how uh. it works. I, I don't know because they're DC not they're not a constituent. There, right? uh, I don't know how DC works? DC so gives me a headache. Work. It's funny. Yeah. Well, I, I just think, think that you gotta like no matter who you look up to, you gotta take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah. And I think you should definitely these days be doing your own, you know, wholesome research when it comes to getting Always. media, rather than just taking one article at face value. But I, I think you know? that there's an easy way to also notice something about when you're going the wrong direction. If, oh, I think it's if, easy for us. You like, I mean. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Like, like when you're when you're watching your your preferred source of news, if you think to yourself, "I really like the person," or "I really support the person giving me this information," yeah. you're probably missing the point, right? Probably. Because you're going down authoritarian routes. Mm -hmm. What you're doing is, I like this person and therefore, right? And that's never a good way to get your information if you actually are, if your goal is to get the information and not just to feel good about the information you already have. So it really entirely depends on what your goal is going into it. But I don't watch people and go, I really like this. Like, I can criticize every single person that I put on that list. Like, Sam Harris does a lot of, uh, has a lot of talking points that uh, can come across as Islamophobic. He also um, didn't think, I don't think he made a very strong argument for the moral landscape, and he also used some logical fallacies in making his argument. Uh, I think that if we're talking about um, Cynic and, and Grant are harder, they use studies. So, but they also both admitted that they were quite insecure and would challenge each other uh, to mm -hmm. do that and were therefore not actually as effective as they had to be early on in their careers. So they're harder to criticize because they actually don't do anything really critical. Like they, they're just basically presenting stuff. But that I think that the biggest thing is you should be able to critique the people giving you information, which is why, sure. which is why also the left is immune to people going like people on the right in Alberta like to just straw man the left by calling you notley lovers mm -hmm. i've been called a notley lover i didn't live here when notley was in power i don't even know i don't know what her platform was i don't know anything about her her position but if i take a left position i'm called a notley lover but that's because you're damn the right, right <laughs> but that's because the right are kenny lovers no no I, but I, the people I, making I, those I, arguments rather are kenny lovers right and and so they believe that I would therefore, if I like a left argument, I would love the left icon, and that's the difference. Is I'm not an authoritarian. The funny I don't thing give is, a fuck I, about that. I have friends in yeah. oil and gas yeah. that are right wing, that don't like Kenny either. You know, I've got I, I I got I got a whole bunch of right wing buddies that just like are done with Kenny. Yeah, you know, uh, he's lost Alberta in my opinion. 
And yeah, I mean, it would be just doesn't seem very. Uh, it just sucks. Strong we had more fucking years of him after he's lost Alberta. Like, talk about it, an ineffective election. And the funny thing is, is the one provision he promised to give Alberta that he said he had already drafted but haven't run, hasn't run through is the one where we can oust fucking politicians when we have a lack of confidence in them. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. isn't that hilarious? Uh, like, he's holding on to that one. Yeah, well, we're just taking our time with this. I wonder if him and Chandra are going to survive or that fucking deputy chief uh, of, uh, of uh. justice oh my god what a moron who's that uh i can't remember what his fucking name is but he he was coming in and uh just rallying against the feds for the for the spikes in alberta and talking about like because the, the, that was casey mandu the black guy right yeah yeah he's he's our constituent from our neighborhood is he actually yeah. oh crazy yeah he got elected in here oh delightful i didn't vote for him I yeah can't remember what but, i'm not uh, surprised i scrapped my ballot more, more often than not actually well i think that that's something that we want to talk about in the future so i kind of want to put this out there do people want to hear us talk about political parties in Alberta and Canada? Like, do you guys? That'd be want a good that? one. I, 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 yeah, I like think that. it would be interesting. It's like yeah. neither. I don't really know what. Like, I'm, I'm hoping I'm not living here in 23. To be honest, <laughs> but uh, if I am, I want to know about the parties and know what I'm what I'm dealing with. Um, so, where would you want to move to? BC. I want to go back. Everyone wants to be in BC. I want to be in BC. Yeah, I lived in BC my whole life. I uh, even just like the the basic stuff like i know that my hydro is not going to spike because a private corporation had a shitty quarter no. like little things like that that i can rely on day to day i'm not going to have uh you know people flying fucking confederate flags around as my neighbors which is the case right now yeah weird because we have no next to the canadian flag which yeah, by like, the way what the, the hell escaping the confederate flag were, were put on the underground railroad and where did they think they end up right history eludes you wow like so i have a I, ridiculous I, just, I the the potency of ignorance in alberta is just is just at a level that that hurts me and i'm so happy i found you guys because i don't think like <laughs> well no i mean like i mean that genuinely right like, like yeah we disagree on on political sides but we can have a conversation and that seems quite rare here Oh right? yeah, it's super rare in a lot of BC. Oh, Don't get me wrong; so. like it's super rare in Vancouver too. It's the opposite end where mm-hmm. they're like, um, "Oh my god, is that milk not organic?" Like, and then they'll they'll like, so you just don't care I about the planet. The Sam's That's Club. a fucking straw man argument. You're <laughs> yeah. just like Ben Shapiro. Yeah. So those people would hate me for saying it, but you're just as fucking bad. Your arguments are just as goddamn yeah. vapid. So. At the end of the day... Uh, you know, for the longest time, whenever someone said Ben Shapiro, I, I thought they were saying Bench of Heroes. Oh, that's much I was weirder. like, what What show is this Bench of Heroes? <laughs> <laughs> right? was, yeah, that's our, uh, our next veteran monument will be made of their bones. Uh, <laughs> A Bench of Heroes. Oh my God. Bench of Heroes. <laughs> Sit on their shoulders, literally. Uh, Dude, there's another shirt. There's another goddamn shirt. <laughs> That'd be oh, the God. worst possible thing ever. It's so bad. No, no back support either. It's just a bench. Oh, it's my just God. A bench. Oh, literally spine support? No. Does <laughs> <laughs> that got lumbar? Oh, God. Oh, uh, my God. Oh, no. Uh, we are awesome people. Yeah. All the cup holders are literal hands. Need a hand? No. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, Banksy, if you're listening, you know what your next fucking exhibit is, bud. There Take a go. femur, leave a femur. Oh, I <laughs> like it. <laughs> that's I don't a need useful this bone. One. Yeah, I don't need this one. 
I don't know why, but like that's uh, every time someone said Ben Sh- ben, uh, ben Shapiro, I'd hear Bench of Hero. Oh, that's man. awesome. That's so good. I was like, oh, it sounds like a weird show. Yeah, it, well, it is. Just, oh no! I wish the right would have an icon up there that was geared towards getting the truth. It's one of the things that, like, I I really hated him as a Supreme Court. Justice, it honestly would but... be amazing because most of the fucking left people are more corrupt. Yeah. You know? Uh, well, that's exactly just... it. Is like basically the way the right argues it forces the le- the prominent left people to argue against those people rather than taking shots at their own party. Right. But that's why if if you are on the if you're if you're in agreement with most of what we talk about, I really really implore you to go and read books on by Christopher Hitchens. So he did one about the the Clintons, how they uh, structured their foundation, but more importantly, the the things that they did um, during Clinton's presidency. Well, these people uh, are figureheads. This is imbalance. Let's talk about it. Well, well, that's what I. Well, I don't. I, I think that the beautiful thing is is that when you get it from him he was criticized as being a leftist right and so yeah. he was criticizing people who are on the left though which is what i actually like about him mm-hmm. and that's and that's why i used to really like uh john stewart as well when he was doing his job right like it, he he did a really he definitely trended <laughs> when he was left. doing his job <laughs> well yeah <laughs> his job is fucking educating america and he's not doing his job anymore so he yeah. needs to get the fuck out to work um, if he ran for president, I feel like he would have an interesting impartiality vote. Like the, it would be, it would be really cool. I think that there, him versus like, Trump. Oh, oh God! On that debate, John wins. <laughs> yeah, time, like that, that one's a not a favorable debate for Trump. I don't know, man. Uh, but he's, well, got, he's got quite the cult following. Remember when they did the debate and John and and John Stewart uh, made a platform that raised up and down for him, so that when he wanted to ta- uh, to talk, he would go higher up than Trump, <laughs> and then when he would be, he would lower it down to be beneath him. Did you not see the debate? Oh no, my god, no, I didn't. They have an actual debate. You should pull it pull it up on YouTube. It's fucking hilarious. Oh I my shall, god! Shall. But but just I'll give you kind of a tidbit. So. The Clintons in 94 um, uh, decided, uh, called an emergency contact to pull out US, uh, UN embassy troops um, that were uh, guarding between the Tootsies and uh, I can't remember. Oh, the other yeah, side yeah, of the yeah. Conflict, yeah. Um, but basically, for the next hundred days, uh, allowed the Rwandan genocide to happen. Uh, completely all directly as a result of what Clinton did. He also repealed Glass-Steagall. Glass-Steagall was the law in place that prevented from um, banks and crediting agencies with uh, with repackaging um, bonds and then reevaluating them. So basically Dirty. what entirely led to the 2008 yeah. collapse wow. was Clinton's repealing oh, of that act. Uh, what they did is they, they got the ability to leverage like rather than one to four what they have in coffers. Yeah. One to thirty-five, yeah. huh. and then they were like, "Well, we can we can give these subprime mortgages out and collect the interest, but we can also bet that they're going to fail with this other bank." Yeah, right. So they were dipping on both sides, right? They were taking insurance out yeah. against their own. Yeah, and then those um, bets were considered AAA against a, a rating <laughs> that was a B. Oh right? no! So yeah, like that's that's really the so that that's what happens when you're allowed to uh, evaluate yourself. So Cl- Clinton was at the the core of a lot of horrible shit. Mm-hmm. He also um, goes straight at Mother Teresa, 
And yeah, most people don't realize, but this is what? A, yeah, this is a journalist who went into all of all of the axis of evil countries okay. during like the hardest reign against journalism going into the Middle East, right? So he went to North Korea, he went to the Middle East, and he was allowed into those countries. But one of the things that was interesting is when he was going through India um, and going through what Mother Teresa had been creating and basically exposing her as a fraud who her core belief was that suffering brought you closer to God. And so Hitchens collects a significant amount of evidence that she would deny medication and medicine uh, shipments to her hospitals for young patients so that they could suffer more and get closer to God. Mother Teresa? Mother mm. Teresa. I, I believe that. Yeah. I'll have to look into that, but yeah, yeah I... I, I yeah, Matt, like what, my, a bunch of my idols have cried, have have fallen in the last little bit. I'm going to read a quote to you that Christianity I is fucked. This man. this is probably the worst thing I've ever. That, so like, like, wow, holy shit. Okay, yeah. So like that, a complete fucking crazy thing to to find out about that. This one might blow up. Is it you. weird that I thought Mother Teresa was from Mexico, not India? I, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that is a little weird. I mean, let me see what her name is. Her actual name was because she has a Bojaxiu. Yeah, I don't know. all these years. But yeah, he was. He was. Uh, like seriously, was, if you asked me like ten minutes ago, hey Evan, where's Mother Teresa from? I would told you Mexico. Yeah, I know. Oh. North Macedonia is where she was born. I was. Got, I was getting mixed up. Macedonia, Mexico. There you go. <laughs> but but this next quote, I would I would, like so this this is a oh, quote Jesus. talking about about um the uh, the occupation of Palestine by the Israelis. I do not agree that the dog in a manger has the final right to the manger, even though he may have lain there for a very long time. I do, I do not admit that right. I do not admit, for instance, that a great wrong has been done to the Red Indians of America or the black people of Australia. I do not admit that a wrong has been done to these people by the fact that a stronger race, a higher grade race, a more, more worldly oh wise race, to put it that way, has come in and taken their place. Take a guess, just randomly. Who do you think that was? Uh, oh, I they, thought this this shook my fucking world. I thought you were still talking about Mother Teresa. Okay, nope. Um, nope. is that? I is, know. Is it Churchill? It is Churchill. Fuck off! Is it? it is Winston Churchill. Oh my god! He wasn't against How did ethnic cleansing. That? that was a shot in the dark. That was fucking awesome. That was amazing. Man. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, did you see my screen? But uh, yeah, wow. no. The, that was Winston Churchill. He was 100% in support of ethnic cleansing, just not of the Jews. He is... Well, they had enough, didn't uh, they? Yeah, apparently. Oh yeah. So, like, I've, I've seen a lot of I idols crumble, and that the problem is, is that I like when people make these call-outs and put them to blast, right? Mm -hmm. I loved reading those things that when Hitchens was putting these out, I'm like, I, I need to hear this information. Mm. And what I find is that the right insulates itself from a lot of that critique by saying we're entertainers. And that's why it's so interesting that those four people are all entertainment mm -hmm. icons and the other ones are all educators because educators put themselves out to be challenged on the education, but entertainers are beyond reproach because yeah. art can't be criticized. Right. Or at least not to the same degree. You can criticize art. You should criticize art and you don't have to be an expert to do it. But it's it's a less strong. But if critique. art makes you seven times more likely to win a global peace prize. Yeah. yeah, You should. Why not do it? Yeah. Exactly. Right? Like that's 
But you know, at the, on the other hand, you're absolutely right. They t- they they tend to hide behind the veil of being entertainment. Yeah. And well, like Fox is an entertainment agency. Well, yeah, they're they're not they, a had, yeah. they, they had the whole lawsuit. Right. Yeah. 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 Like, no one, no one in their right mind will believe our newscast. It's <laughs> yeah. entertainment value. Yeah. Like that's, that's like um, the greatest the lawyer that came up with that. The greatest scene, in, well, I can't say the greatest scene in The Simpsons because there's so many of them. But one of my yeah. favorites was the blimp of Fox News, where it's like not racist, <laughs> but number one with racists. <laughs> uh, that's no. good. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of, I did start a new little hobby here. I found a, an old Bible when I was cleaning out the house. Oh. And I just like happened to flip it open, and I read this passage. I'm pretty sure it's like Sirach one like. Like chapter 21 and i just had to put a post-it note on it it's talking about like what a good wife is and like an evil wife is a yoke that you have to watch and then your daughter is gonna sin against you so you have to keep a watchful eye on her so that any passers-by what was, it was an actual word like passers-by will sit and she will sit uh across from the fence or the tent pole and open her quivers to the traveler if you don't watch or some shit like that. I was Whoa. like, fuck, I'm book noting this right here. Uh, slutty daughter, bad wife. Give me the next one. That's my new hobby. Leviticus, if your fucking wife isn't a virgin on your wedding day, you stone her on her father's doorstep. Like, why? Yeah, also, yeah, you can't have sex with a woman on her period. That's Leviticus as well. Yeah. Also, oh. you can't eat shellfish several times in the Bible. I think the the one of the more more interesting ones is just Adam and Eve. I mean, if ever you wanted to know that these were authoritarian, the apple was on the tree of knowledge. Mm. <laughs> Wonder what God was against. Yeah. Oh damn! It's yeah, he wanted like to keep us stupid, man. Outright authoritarian. Yeah. Also, well. all the bad things that they teach, and like, so the Ten Commandments, four of them are about him being jealous. Don't have other. Don't have false idols. Number don't one. Covet, yeah. Don't yep. covet other gods. Don't. Don't. Uh, don't use my name in vain. Yep. Like the amount of bullshit about his fragile ego. Yeah. In the, in the like, like honestly, the 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 joke of the all you need is a commandment of don't be a dick. I mean the like. Yeah, like that's <sighs> that seems pretty. Well, so it's, it's a rule of fear, simple, right? Yeah. I mean, the more ways you can fail, you know, the less people are going to be in the in the group right yeah. and the more exclusive it is the more people want to be in it yeah it's it's human psychology and i gotta say like as far as like cults go and shit you know like that's why i really like the movie the book of eli you know because everybody was chasing down the bible because it was such a powerful way to manipulate what mm-hmm. humans want to do Right, and the, but it the was worthless it was, to everyone but him because it was Braille. That's yeah. Right. So, yeah, but it's so funny too because that lady at the that end could is read the it, exact, but she never read it out loud. But <laughs> but that smiling. formula, like that that formula for that movie, yeah. and also the basic understanding of how Christianity came to pass is exactly the same story of Mormonism. Just Mormonism was put in a more uh, like. Uh, future-based sense. Dum 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 dum. In terms of a guy <laughs> had magic seer stones that he used to look in through a special magic hat. It was a braille <laughs> book. Oh, same thing, uh, right? But 
the people who wanted the stones couldn't get them because they were destroyed because he was told to destroy them by God after the fact so they could only be read one time. And then he had another one, but this one came from the Nephites. And so the Nephites translation is going to be slightly different, right? Oh, but the same kind of thing. Yeah, because his wife yeah. hid the scripts on it. Yeah. And if these are the same, we're dealing with... Yeah. Oh, there you might know, be slight differences. God. It's a different translation, right? Now yeah. And one of the first, uh, first things God came up with is that he should probably sleep with his housewife or the, the, the house... Uh, the, uh, Housemaid, rather. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean, it's it was all just playing the hide hide the ball with information, and so that's why I find that these right icons do the exact same thing. Is if they play hide the ball with the information, they can they can basically run on the fact that they're popular. That was what Joseph Smith did. He was exuberant, right? So was Hitler. He was an incredibly um, fantastic public speaker. Mm-hmm. The topics he spoke about were garbage, but wow, was he yep. a fantastically persuasive speaker. Got right? people going. Churchill, also right. a persuasive speaker. We know that to be true, right? We know that these people are persuasive, but that's the problem with them as well. We need to know the information underneath. We need to know what it is they're trying to persuade us in. We need to know that direction. Is we this to- end or is this cause and effect? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we need to scrutinize those people a little bit better. And oh, I think sure. that that's the problem I have with the right versus the left. I, I think isn't the big problem there. I have is the fact that media has gone away from being the fourth estate. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's well, all they it's into a, a business. business now. Exactly. It's like, oh, well, now if we cr- crony up with Coca-Cola, we can sell twice the diabetes sauce and, both, <laughs> and we both get rich. Yeah, I like, think that's I think so actually, where do we get the news? In modern in a modern democracy, I think it would actually be smart of uh, each government to create their a national social media site. Oh, that, you mean like RT? Yeah, that basically co-ops. Uh, like if you had Facebook, but you call it like uh, I, I don't know some some Canadian version of it, right? Canook Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> book. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go on Canook book, eh? Yeah. Got to sign in there, eh, bud? Yeah. Uh, we're going to hang out on the roof. Check out all those, uh, different Canook books. But, hey, uh, you got me a double double there, bye. Yeah, yeah. Time for smoke. Yeah. You got any cigarettes? Yeah. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Very cigarettes. Canadian. But yeah, so, but if you Pass were to do dart. something like that, but basically, if they want to. St- if if we were to able to get to our work hours down and we had journalists just directly going through that media, so media weren't employed, but they were they could register as a journalist for a Canadian like media yeah. entity like that. So basically, a uh, not an employer but an agent of the business, mm-hmm. and you can sign up outside of the business's control. Basically, they just have to check your credentials. <clears throat> And then they have specific guidelines that you follow in terms of fact checking and sourcing your information. So, like providing uh, credible uh, testimony, providing evidence supporting any kind of claims. Right? I mean, it, it would be difficult to run. There's no, there's no denying that. But I just think that right now we're we're, we're relying so much on clickbait and business that <laughs> it just sucks. Yep, I'll agree. Clickbait's yeah. everywhere. It is. And speaking of, <laughs> yeah. click on this video. Come yeah. on. We yeah. need the followers. 
Yeah, and share it. And yeah. if you like, like we've said, if you have any uh, any opinions on any political party or political figures that you want us to discuss, we'll gladly do the research on it yeah. and uh, and have a nice little left versus right there. Oh yeah, and speaking of, is mm-hmm. the Facebook? Uh, are we live on Facebook there? Yeah, we are can we, do this. Yeah, yeah, we. All right. Yeah. Well, we can start setting up polls as well. There we and go. Start asking questions and seeing where you guys sit and so, uh, what you want to see. So is that the Gooch talks on Facebook or just the Gooch or? I'd uh, I can't recall. It's been a minute. Yeah. It's been a few weeks. We are not the most technologically savvy bunch over here. We are... uh... We're doing this on no budget. Yeah. (laughs) So if Mr. Beast was giving out 100 grand... Hey, we could use it. Yeah, I'm down with 100 grand. We could have a a Facebook page. Are you subscribed to Mr. Beast? (laughs) Subscribe. Follow the Gooch. It's just the Gooch. The Gooch. Yeah, at at Gooch Podcast. Facebook. There you go. Gooch, Gooch podcast. podcast. We're okay. Gonna, we're going to fire this up. We're going to publish this page on Friday. Beautiful. And it's going to be beautiful. So, so yeah, today. Yeah. This comes out Friday. That's right. Okay. There you go. Awesome. Awesome. So, yeah, we'll put some poll questions in there. We'll see where you guys, what you guys want to see. And, uh, yeah, have a great weekend, everyone. All right. Thanks for tuning in.